It's the big time sports guys, baby. Guys, podcast B Star. As always, how are we? We're swell. How about you, Kyle? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just watching the Cubs. They're down right now. Hopefully, they can pull us out and uh, complete a small little comeback against the Indians. Take the sweep in in uh, Cleveland. That'd be pretty nice. But yeah, just chilling, watching the watching the Cardinal or uh, the Cubs. Very, 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 very excited for tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's the day. Finally. Tomorrow is the day, the high holy day. It's probably my favorite day of the year. Really? I don't know about my favorite, but yeah, it's, I love the draft so much. It's up there. It's sports. Plus we have something to look forward to now with the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about the draft, though, is that once the draft is over, it's like there's not much going on in football until basically the season starts because training camp and mini camps, those things are – those just suck. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It just gets boring from that from there on out. Because then you just see how their first round picks are doing, and you can't tell shit at that point. Right. But we have baseball, which we talk about in great detail every single day. <laughs> uh, way too much. But hey, that's the way I like it. Absolutely. So then uh, we're going to have Will come on here in a second. Will Ulrich. He actually came on the podcast last spring around draft time, talked some draft with me and Andrew, so tradition, we'll have him on again. He's a big Bears guy, big sports guy, so we'll talk a lot about the Bears. But while it's just me and you, we're going to skip some segments for the week because those aren't really important considering tomorrow is the NFL draft. But let's just talk, you know, feelings going in the draft overall, like expectations. Um, I've been hearing a lot of rumors some groomers that uh, that Sir Baker might go uh, number one to the Cleveland Browns. What uh, I saw that I saw that too. Well, I hear it on everything I listen to. I think it's more just a story. Yeah, I honestly think they'd be stupid to do that. No, this always this happens like once a draft. Like, but one could, player gets super overhyped Sam, to make a storyline, and then Sam Darnold is super goes. overhyped. I think Sam Darnold's the best quarterback in the draft. I think Josh Rosen is, and I don't think it's close. Yeah, but Josh Rosen doesn't care enough. <laughs> That's such bullshit, dude. Josh Rosen, who gives a shit? He's so good. He de- Like, if you're going to the NFL draft, you care. No, it's true, but the concussion thing does kind of scare me off if I'm a team drafting him. You know what would scare me off from Sam Darnold? What? The copious amount of turnovers. And how well, and how awful he played against Notre Dame, Washington State, Ohio State. Like people go, oh well, Jameis Winston and Sean Watson had turnovers. Yeah, but was there a game with Sean Watson where you were like, wow, that dude sucks? God damn it, Rizzo just flew out. <laughs> there was, a, I mean, no, dude, Deshaun Watson was literally no. always good, always good. Yeah, I, I know, but I mean. Jameis Winston kind of had the same thing. I know his, he's been a little inconsistent in the pros, but he had an unreal – it was the same exact thing. He had an unreal redshirt freshman season and then turned the ball over a lot his redshirt sophomore year. Yeah, so but still taking number one overall. It was the same thing. No, but there's a difference because Jameis had like an unbelievable season and won the Heisman and led them to a national title. And you're like, wow, this guy jumps off the fucking like – he jumps off the screen. Darnold has had games like the Rose Bowl where he jumped off the, the screen. He had, they were good, but his redshirt freshman year he jumped off the screen and that bowl game. I just didn't think it was like a full. 100%. I just think it was like a full season of him jumping off the page. Like, I feel like it really became the flavor of the month, like Jamarcus Russell, Russell-ish. You know, like Jamarcus Russell fucking torched Notre Dame in that Sugar Bowl. 
And then mm-hmm. he threw off his ass for 60 yards. Everyone's like, holy shit, that's going to translate to the <laughs> NFL. You can throw off your ass far. You must be a great NFL quarterback. I'll take you number one. And it's like, nah, it's not really how, it's not really how it works. So, we can't even talk about Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, he's not – Sam Darnold's not that. I'm not saying – I just think Sam Darnold's overrated. And as a Notre Dame fan, I watched the Notre Dame's USC game, and, dude, he was trash. Like, he was – in the first half, he had, like, two fumbles and two picks. And it's not like Notre Dame was, like, amazing last year. They were good, but they weren't, like, great. So, I don't know. I just think Sam Darnold's overhyped. Baker's kind of overhyped. I'd, still, I'd take him. Josh Allen's he's, overhyped. Yeah, of course Josh Allen's overhyped. He's not going to be that good. <sighs> At least Darnold's mobile. So is and Allen. And Allen's got the strongest arm, like, ever. I know, but I don't think he's that mobile. I don't know, man. I guess it doesn't really matter if you can sling it, but still, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, Allen's very athletic. I think he's mobile enough. If you just look at his college stats, though, like this last year he threw for like 1,500 yards. You're going to draft a quarterback who threw for 1,500 yards in fucking college at Wyoming? Like if he was so damn good, he would have just lit up teams all over the country when he played them. Lit them up. Like Carson Wentz. Yeah, exactly. I just don't see it. I don't know. It's just confusing to me. In my opinion, I think the Browns should go Rosen 1 and then Barkley. I don't think will likely be there at 4, but I would go Rosen 1, Barkley 4. And I know Bradley Chubb could be a a really good DN to put alongside Miles Garrett, but I, I think Barkley's... Just the real fucking deal. I think he's going to be something extraordinary. And I think you should even debate. I do, I do too. And, it, and if you're the Browns, if you think like, okay, well, across the board, you know, realistically, we, we kind of have Baker and Darnold and Allen all in the same playing field, then why wouldn't you take Barkley number one and then just take your picking of one of those quarterbacks with the fourth pick? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I just... Because you can get a good back that you don't have to take number one. That For where they pick, you can get more out of the position if you go quarterback as opposed to going running back. Like the difference, the gap of like production you're going to get between, I don't know, like let's just say they go Geis or whatever. And Barkley, like yeah, Barkley's the pretty guy, the pretty boy that like looks so tempting up there, but... From what they're going to get out of their quarterback position, it's not even close. I get that. Compared to what they can get out of the running back position, plus a lot of it's coaching. Like, the schemes they put in order to get him on open field, it's just a lot more that goes into it. But yeah, Barkley's a generational type talent, is what it seems like, at least. I mean, I, I agree. I just think if you think that Darnold and Allen, if you can't make up your mind with Darnold, Allen, and, and Mayfield, you're likely to get, you're going to get one of the, one of those three and or Rosen at four. <laughs> Yeah, And if you think they're all about even, then why wouldn't you just take Barkley number one and be like, well, we just wanted to make sure we got the best player available, and then we took a quarterback, and we're happy with that decision. Like To me, that's the smartest thing to do. Forget about mm-hmm. – you, ha- you have the fourth pick, and because all these quarterbacks are all basically rated the same, it's a wash at who – like it's – it's you got to think of it as that like you're still getting that number one value at number, at number four. It's not like yeah. – it's not like a, a gap of like – well, who do you take after Andrew Luck? Like, if the Colts were like, well, we'll trade up and get another quarterback after Luck because we think they're all even, then they'd be stupid. Like, Luck was a no-brainer, and then RG3 was a big prospect coming out, and it was like, that was a good consolation prize at number two. But Luck was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. To me, there's no... I think Rosen's the best. To me, that's a no-brainer, but teams don't feel that way. People don't typically feel that way. So, if you think they're all about even, then just take the best player, and that could even be Bradley Chubb. No, I was just saying. I think he's probably the overall best best player in the draft, just from an impact standpoint. Him and him and or, uh, him and Barkley. But I don't know if who do you take, Barkley or Chubb, if you get the chance. Uh, I mean, it, it, I guess it comes down to need. Um, you know, a lot of people say like you should probably take the best player available and not stretch for need. Obviously, taking a, a premier defensive end isn't stretching for need at all. Um, yeah. I just think that – I think 
like Peterson, Barkley is so generational in terms of his ability, and he, he's so good that I personally, if you're the Browns, I'd take Barkley over Chubb just because you already have Miles Garrett. Um, but at the same time, like you talk about how much like they if have, they're even both available at right. four, which it seems unlikely. I have no way Barkley is. Yeah, but who knows? We've seen crazier stuff happen. Yeah, definitely. So I guess let's toss a semi segment into this. You know, some some weird things have happened on draft night in terms of players acting weird. Mm-hmm. You know, Laramie Tunsil gets hacked, and all of a sudden there's videos <laughs> of him ripping bong rips. What so awesome? What player do you think is most likely to have kind of a mess up like that and be like, all of a sudden something comes out? Or days after the draft, something comes out that they failed a drug test. Or like with Reuben Foster, all of a sudden it was like, oh, teams might not take him because they think his labrum's torn. And really look where that's gotten the 49ers. He's probably not going to be in football anymore. So who do you think yeah. is, is likely to be something like that? Um, well, it's definitely not going to be Denzel Ward. I can tell you that right now because I heard him interviewed today. He was on he was on ESPN 1000 actually with the Catman, quality <laughs> human, and oh, uh, he's human like fun. crazy well spoken. Seems like a really good dude. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna cut him out. Um, I don't know something will probably come up about Baker. <laughs> yeah, maybe teams will just keep replaying him getting tackled by the Fayetteville police. Yeah, I don't see why not. That'd be good enough for me. They should do a simul cam cam of his forty yard dash and him sprinting away from the Fayetteville police. Yeah, <laughs> you know how you know how that's they do this. The internet. That's what the internet's for. You know how they do the simulcams on the forty-yard dashes. Yeah, I, I would love, love it so much if they did that. Oh my god! Otherwise, I, I mean, I'm looking through like Donald, yeah. too well spoken. Saquon is like an angel, <laughs> and there's Baker, and then I think you got a little something going there for Saquon. I think you want to be his uh his baby daddy. Maybe I want to be his second kid. <laughs> yeah, that'd be considering cool. he just had one. Yeah, that was, that's very odd. Quentin Nelson, had, obviously, it's good old Christian boy. Classic ND guy. Uh, yeah, yeah not, I mean, Minka Derwin. There's not I a lot of prospects much about him. I've never heard him interviewed really. So there's not a lot of prospects that have like bad things going for him. I mean, not. <laughs> Not a lot of these guys have like a bunch of off the field issues, except for Baker. Yeah, well, that that one hiccup. Well, couldn't um, you see him walking up on stage when he say he gets drafted number one? Couldn't you see him walking up on stage and just nut grabbing the commissioner, grabbing his crotch? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I told you guys, fuck off. I'm number one. I was just yeah, I was just about to say. So. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, otherwise, yeah, I don't really know, dude. Seems like a pretty good class to me. Definitely. Uh, Definitely will be interesting. I just, I don't, I'm not a Browns fan. I just hope the Browns don't fuck it up. I just hope they don't take someone like. Dude, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, you have two top four picks. It's hard to fuck that up. But we've seen them do worse. So, I mean. Yeah, different different uh, people in charge making some of these picks. So. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, well then, uh, let's uh, let's welcome on our guest. All right, now uh, joining B-Star and myself, good friend Will Ulrich. Will, how are we doing? How's it going, boys? You know, one day to the draft, so Christmas once again, so pretty excited. Yeah, that's pretty much how I'm feeling, too, just telling B-Star it's one of my, if not my favorite day of the year. I I concur on that one. National holiday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just like the Super Bowl, it should be. I shouldn't have to go to work on Friday because my job should know that like last year, if the Bears take the wrong pick, I will drink excessively. And that, that, was, be, bad, uh, that was about 24 hours for you, wasn't it? I think I, I went out and got slammed. <laughs> I went out and got absolutely slammed. Your Twitter, and, your Twitter was something, something else, that's for sure. Yeah, I tweeted at the, the Bears, I think, eight times. But it wasn't just me. We were at the bars and I had the help of other people. There, people no, were, I mean, people were I tweeting off people. my account. <laughs> uh, we went alone, so it was it was a shocker, that's for sure. But we'll, we'll move on. I just remember both you. I just remember both you texting me saying, "What the fuck did they just do?" Yeah. 
and I myself could not believe it. But hey, now we have Mitch Trubisky instead of Jamal Adams, so I think we're in the right direction in some sense. Would you rather have him over the quarterbacks in this draft? Trubisky? Yeah. As a prospect, no. No? No. Yeah, if we're talking with a year of experience, I mean, I think he's comparable to what's going on, but with the year of experience, I mean, you can't. I don't think you're going to change what you have, but uh, I'd rather have the quarterback from last year and move on with the amount of quarterbacks coming out this year because I think a player is going to be pushed to the Bears at eight that wouldn't have been there in normal years where quarterbacks are going to be forced up the board. So um, getting one last year is you know, very beneficial. I think that that's just my point of view on that's that one. That's what it's turning out to look like. That's, that's a, what it's turning yeah. out to be, at least. Yeah. That's a very valid point. And, you know, one of the reasons I was saying I'd rather have one of the guys this year is like McShay released an article, like all his grades, the the top quarterback prospects, like since like Tim Tebow in the first round, he rated Watson an 88, Trubisky an 89, and then like all the guys this year are all like 94s. I think Wentz and Goff were like 92s or something like that. So hindsight's, weird. hindsight's 2020 because if I could have any of those guys right now, I would rather have Deshaun Watson. So I mean, yeah. I mean, every team's different. I mean, I think scheme and coach and all that is different. But hey, it is what it is, and I'm happy with Mitch. If I, as a Bears fan, I'd say. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely happy with Mitch, and you make a very good point. You and my dad have talked about this a lot. The fact that you know, to what you just said, sitting at eight, which is like almost, it's a top ten pick, but it's not like ideal for the top ten. You're going to be able to get a really impactful player. Because there will be potentially five quarterbacks taken before the Bears. Which, yeah. Or no, sorry, no, sorry, four, not five. Five yeah, yeah, four. Definitely four. Yeah. Maybe not even four, according to Mike Mayock, who just came out with his mock draft. Yeah, good for him. He only releases one a year, which is good for him. I mean Yeah. He's got Darnold at one. Baker going at three, and then those are the only two in the top five. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, he's I just, got. I don't see that happening. Two. I just one, three, and then, and then uh, Bradley Chubb four, and then Quentin Nelson going five. Okay. Yeah. And then he's got the Bills trading up with the Colts and acquiring Josh Allen. I think that's about a given. They're trading up somewhere. Yeah, their manager, yeah. their GM even came out today and said like he thinks they have the necessary assets to trade up without like hindering their future, which I think is fair. Just, they have, they have two first picks, so you don't have to give them anything next year. I, I mean, depending on how high they want to go, but I I, don't, they if, should have to unless they're going up to two, which I don't think they would need to unless they want Baker. But yeah, yeah. My opinion on that one. So, Will, I was kind of looking at. Uh, oh, wait, what were you going to say, Colin? No, go ahead, B Star. No. no, I was going to say, as far as the Bears pick go, or the Bears pick goes at eight, um, I was thinking like I was going to be okay with them trading up, maybe with like the Cardinals or something, or trading back. But after looking at it, you can like the, the crop of people that we like. Well, I, I haven't talked with this about you or talked to you about this, but. Just between like Roquan and Minka Fitzpatrick, Tremaine Edmonds, Denzel Ward, Derwin, yep. Yep. Quentin Nelson, like after after those guys, like there's not a lot of like real, real nice looking names out there. Like like pretty pretty good bet to be a hit, right? So I don't know if I want them to trade back. I think. I mean, I just listen to people and doing my own whatever research. I think you got to be careful there. I mean, if – I mean, you don't want to move – I mean, fifth, I think 15 is far. I think if the Dolphins want to come up and you want to go from 8 to 11, you're still going to get one of those players that I think – Pace said he came out and said he has eight players. I, you know, Ryan Pace and drafting is a conundrum in itself, so you sure, take it with yeah. a grain of salt. That's a very, very good um, point. But he has and sees – to trade up. So if he can trade back not too far and recoup something, I wouldn't be too bad to really just how the board lies. But I agree with you. I think sticking at eight um, and taking the player there is what I would do, obviously depending on how it falls. I can't I can't speak about on that. 
Yeah, no, I, I can, I can agree with that. Um, so let's, let's, let's touch on this. I mean, as far as B star, I think, I mean, you're on the same page on this. I don't know what we might not be. Can we all agree that if Quentin Nelson is there at eight, he's the pick, right? I I would think so. Just there's too many, too many things make sense in that way. I said the same thing about Jamal Adams, but we obviously didn't know something. But I think if Nelson's on the board, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be my pick, but I'm not the GM, so I bet he's the pick for sure. Yeah, the only reason I would say so is because Pace obviously has a raging sixth man night for Mitch Mitch Trubisky. Right. Um, yeah, he's he's fully uh, torqued for Mitch. Oh, yeah. It's his future. So (laughs) it's his baby. It is his future. Yep. No, it is. I'd still rather them take Roquan or Minka. I would too. I'm on your side there. Um, But I mean, hey, Nelson's there. I mean, he's arguably the second or third best player in this draft, according to a lot of smarter people than myself. So, and you have a blind coach, so he knows him better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not a quarterback. You know, I think one person said. A quarterback from college has been drafted by one of his coaches, and it didn't work out well. So, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna pick any college coach who comes to the NFL, I would say a lineman from Notre Dame coach and player would be um, one that I would take my chances on. Yeah, True. I I agree. God fucking damn it, Addison Russell is struck out, motherfucker. Um, so then, with that all being said, it sounds like from everything I've seen, again, mock drafts don't always hold up to be really even close to true. Um, I personally would go Nelson eight. So who do you guys think as, would be the best options for the bears at eight, assuming Quentin Nelson's off the board or they Ooh. overall decide to go in a different direction? Roquan Smith. Yeah, I would, I would say that depending on, I think the only way Nelson's off, Nelson is off the board is if he's taken at five. Um, do you don't think the Bucks might want to take him or the Colts? I think they, well, the Bucks just drafted. Well, they just got that center who they gave big money. They moved Marpet back to guard where they drafted him to play. Um, I think they have too many problems on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they could. Yeah, they have a young. I don't want to sit here and say they wouldn't, but everything I've seen, um, I think if he gets past five, um, five or six is getting traded with the Bills. That's just my opinion. One of the two's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can get past there, I think he'll be on the board. But if, let's. Cut back to your question, Colin. If he's off the board, um, I think it'll go Roquan Smith just because your inside linebacker depth is thin. Plus, he's probably one of the, probably was the best defensive player. Um, he's a freak. That I saw and showed up in the semifinal and championship game and was all over the field. Yeah, he's really um, fucking good. Yeah, and he, I mean, people, I mean, when Vic thrived his most, he had Bowman and Willis. And if you can even mention that, one of those two in in saying that, I mean, I'll, I'll take that, you know, any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, He's a safe pick. I just feel like they don't do too many of those, and this would be a prime right, example of them doing it. Yeah, and I think what I was thinking about before I came out, just a few points, was Ryan Pace has shown a few things in his three years in the first round. Um, obviously, he's traded up twice, um, so he's given up capital for a guy that he wants. Whether he talked himself into it last year or not, he did it. Um, he drafts; he's drafted guys that are somewhat of projects at their spot, but their upside, their athletic upside, is good. So he likes guys that are freaks. So I think Roquan fits that. And That's so why I think and there's so a small chance he's going to take like a flyer on Tremaine Edmonds, and I don't want him to do that that early. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. But I think the reason I don't think he would do that, um, unless he thinks, unless Vic Fangio thinks that he can get Edmonds to rush off the edge, which I, I don't want to take that chance. I think Ryan Pace needs to this pick that he can just plug and play and go, okay, we're good at guard or we're good at middle linebacker and move on to the next problem. They have too many problems or needs and issues that another de- de- developmental, Leonard Floyd or Mitch Trubisky or even Kevin White at the time, he ran like three routes. I mean, <laughs> he, he ran one route, thing. he ran a fly route. Yeah, he ran a fly route and he ran a screen, a bubble screen. I mean, he needs a pick route. that he can just plug and play and just move on. And then what he's done well is the middle of the rounds. So then he can worry about the middle of the rounds and just do that. So I think Roquan Smith or James or Minka would be my pick. Um, can't go wrong with any of those three. Yeah, I mean, I uh, there's a couple guys, oh, apart from Quentin Nelson, that 
definitely take me from six to midnight. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I would really like Roquan. I I think pair him with Trevathan. You, will you make a good point that Vic's better days as a coordinator in San Fran? He had the best middle the best middle linebacker in the league in Patrick Willis and overall Bowman, who was top ten. Um, so that would be a sick combo. I'm also like super Brendan. We talk about this a lot. I'm super high on Derwin James, and I just kind of made a point a second ago with Brendan that, like, is safety necessarily in need with Amos and Eddie Jackson? I don't know, but... I don't think it is. Couldn't you put... At least, at least I'm trying to put myself in the in the, in the pants of freaking Ryan Pace, but... But couldn't you, couldn't you draft Derwin James and then use him in a similar fashion that the Cardinals used Deion Buchanan? He's a tall physical safety with more upside sure. with with, with, yeah, good, with good athleticism and he knows how to blitz he's a good mm-hmm. he's a good blitzing defensive back he's he tackles really well he's hard hitting I don't think that that would be the worst case scenario you then you have a linebacker who can cover and he can tackle so I I mean coming off run blocks it might be a little bit of a struggle but at the same time like it, it could be a really good fit yeah, I mean, I think Amos can do a lot of that, too. Um, he's shown he can tackle. He doesn't take the ball away. No one in the secondary seems to take the ball away except for Eddie Jackson. Yeah, um, So, depending on who develops more of a safety, you know, your box guy could be Amos or James to begin with. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Minko or James either way is going to be uh, wrong. It's not necessarily a need, but Vic Fangio, you know, Salve. Um Either one I would be super happy with. Yeah, say that last part one more time there. Will you cut out for a second about Vic Fangio? Oh, I just said he he likes guys that are versatile. Um, I mean, like super athletic linebackers, Roquan style. Um, but then Derwin James and both him and Minka, I think he gets his hands on those guys. He'll make the most of them in any role that he puts there. Um, and it would just strengthen what he already has. Sometimes you have to just continue to upgrade things, even if yep. per se, you know what I mean, they're not. A, a, a glaring need real yeah a glaring need i mean how do you like think if you, if the you seahawks think derwin, develop such an unreal defense like right if you think derwin james after is, draft pick. yeah if you think derwin james is that much better than what you have already if you think you know minka will dramatically improve the secondary right away then like it's very understandable to take one of those two players um mm-hmm. you know going into the season derwin james and minka were both considered to be a lock of a top five picks and it's still kind of amazing that there's a really good chance one of those guys could slide down semi-far on the board um, and later into the first round. And to me, that's just amazing. But that's how many quarterbacks are going to be getting taken early on. So another question, Brandon, I've asked you this before. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) If Saquon Barkley falls, do you take it? I say 100 fucking percent yes. I mean, I think... That, that one would make me – I mean, I think yes, but I think Ryan Pace would really be in a conundrum. Because um, then you could trade Jordan Howard and get a third-round pick back, and then you have just a generational running back. Honestly, if you got a third-round pick in general for Jordan Howard, I would do that and then find a running back here in the game that you have already. I mean, if you have a third-round pick for Jordan Howard right now, I would do it. Um, he's too one-dimensional. Um, he's good, but – I just don't think he fits the scheme well. So I don't think there's any way you make it to eight, but if he does, I mean, I think you have to pull the trigger. I mean, like uh, B-Star just said, it's not a need for the Bears, but you strengthen things when the best player falls to you there, and I think it'd be too good to pass up. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Brendan, I know you have some differing thoughts. About? Taking Saquon at eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't do it just because, dude. I don't. It's not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. I haven't even thought about it. Like, <laughs> no, I. It, it could I happen. Like we're just having this conversation for the sake of having a conversation. No, like, <laughs> dude. How many quarterbacks are gonna be taken though? Like, what if the Giants go quarterback at two, and then the Browns go Chubb at four? Then who who would take Saquon before the Bears? The Broncos. They just cut C.J. Anderson. What if they Who tri- is Tampa Bay's running back, dude? They just cut Doug Martin. They don't have a good running back if he somehow yeah. gets to them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't think he gets past seven. 
I don't know. We'll see. No way. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've seen crazier shit happen. Derwin, I mean, uh, I mean, dude, anything. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's unlikely he does. Um, I just think if he's there, then pull the trigger and take like the best player out there. If he's there, then yeah, the Bears could, in theory, take Saquon Barkley at eight. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if Bradley Chubb falls? <laughs> oh, then I'd have no shit. Yeah, I don't think I'd take him. Okay. I actually made my uh, when I filled out my mock draft my uh, my name in the group is three fourths Chubb. Yep. So need one. That's a, if he fell, that's what I would be like. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would agree. That would be fucking crazy. Mm. That'd be insane. So I mean, it's it's I think to the point of what we're, we're basically saying overall is they're definitely going to have their pick of a litter of like a very talented plug and play. <laughs> potentially very impactful player overall as a whole. I think we can agree that it would make the most sense probably to take like a Nelson or a, Ro- a Roquan looking into like yes. round, looking into round two. What do you, what do you guys think they'll do there? Do you think they'll continue to address offensive line round two could even be a spot to take a running back. There's a lot of really talented running backs in this draft. I mean, when it, at the end of the day, if you can get like a Darius Geis or Ronald Jones and then trade Jordan Howard for another pick or something like that, like that has its has its upside. Both running backs are probably have the potential to be better than Jordan Howard. So or do you or do they go nothing but pass rush for the second and fourth round? What do you what do you guys see with that? Um again to back to what Pace does, every single year of the draft he has traded back to recoup picks. Um, I think he will trade back in the second round because um, he needs to get back in the third round with the needs. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think running back is there to take him. I mean, if for some reason Darius Geis were to fall, I, I read some of the stuff going on with him that I don't know. So if he fell for some reason or Ronald Jones is on the board, um, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, but also depending on who you take in the first round, um, Billy Price, James Daniels, if they fall, yeah, I think those would be home runs. Billy Price would be uh, great. Billy, he's hurt, but I think he just released something today that he'll be ready to go for um, training camp. So that's fine. It's a, he had a pe- even he had a pe- if injury. The only thing going on with Darius Geis is that one of these NFL teams asked him if he was gay in the pre-draft <laughs> questioning. So I think he's okay. I think he should be fine. Yeah, he'll be in the first round. But if he fell for some reason, that'd make me giddy. Um, I think you can go wide receiver in the second round too. I was, like I was just going to say the name I had on my mind was Christian Kirk Oof, in the yeah. second round. Somehow, I mean, I don't know how far he's going to go, but I mean, he's like a shorter speedster that, in theory, seven. yeah. In theory, you know, traditionally, Nagy's liked smaller, faster receivers, and he fits the mold to a T. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, him and Anthony Miller too from Memphis is good. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, what's his name, uh, DJ Moore, but he'll, I think he'll for sure go in the first round. Yeah, I think most of the mocks had him going in the first round, like yeah. second half. I think that most of them seem like the Jaguars, just because obviously they just lost both of their starting wide receivers. So mm-hmm. I just personally like you signed Benny Fowler, you signed Taylor Gabriel's, Trey Burton, Allen Robinson. You're hoping you can get they, something out of Kevin White. I just don't see the need to take a wide receiver that early with all your signings. They um, don't have a number two receiver right now. Yeah. And you think Christian Kirk's going to step in and be a number two receiver right away? I think that's optimistic. And I think if you, I mean, can, if you can get someone like uh, an Arden Key or a Sam Hubbard who can provide more of Sam Hubbard who could probably provide an actual pass rush or you could take a, a James Daniels or a Billy Price, um, mm-hmm. I think that would probably be more valuable than taking mm-hmm. a wide receiver. And, I mean, second round is a little different with wide receiver, but in general, lately, first round or highly taken wide receivers haven't done that well lately. I mean, you had like Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round who was I was just going to say Juju, yeah. Um, the Steelers didn't need a receiver in that. I mean, 
They just took him because he was a good player available. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't know if they need it, but if you can get a dynamic playmaker there, I mean, it can can make a huge difference. Yeah, I yeah, I did. Plus, Kirk turns so. Who knows? They probably won't take him, but seven return in the SEC. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's flaming fast. Yeah. My biggest target for them in the second round is Sam Hubbard. I like Sam Hubbard. I'd be fine with that. He provided a lot of pass rush at Ohio State. I think early on with the Bears, if you took him, he'd be more of a situational pass rusher, and that's fine. I mean, Mm -hmm. if he can provide a pass rush when he's in the game as a second-round pick, then that's why you drafted him. Um, Mm -hmm. And that would be great. So it's not like you need to. It's not like you need him to come in right away and be uh, a three down player and be this run stopper and then bring pressure every third down. Like you, you could def- definitely use him in pass rushing situations um, and develop his run stopping abilities over the course of the year. Uh, I think that's a very reasonable and smart pick for them. I just don't want. Them, I don't want them to overdo offense. Like you did. You made such a big splash in free agency. I understand that teams definitely rebuild quicker through the drafts because free agent signings are kind of a crapshoot. Look at how bad the Bears free agent signings have been. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. There's the whole argument though. Best player available, actual need. It goes both ways. Christian Kirk's obviously, uh, I guess would be a reasonable pick and it's not like that would be so off the wall, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I guess I'd be fine with that. Um, so, Will, we were just having this discussion. Who do you think the Browns will go with the number one pick? Uh, I think it's all smoke. I think Sam Darnold's the pick. I mean, yeah. um, I mean they're not going to tell you. I think Darnold's been the pick. Um, I mean, maybe Baker's been in the conversation for some reason. He's shooting. I mean, I think I mean, I think it is Darnold, but there's probably realistic discussions on um, it being Baker, but at the end of the day, I think that's too big of a gamble, even if he's, I still think he's going to be a good pro. I think it's Darnold all the way. Yeah, I mean. Agreed. I just personally think that Josh Rosen's the best quarterback in the draft. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. I think he's the best pocket passer in the draft as well. And him being smart for some reason, deterring him away from teams, which whatever. I've never known a job where you being smart makes you less valuable, but <laughs> I, whatever. I think he's the best pocket passer. Um, might be the most ready for playing right away. Um, I think he's certainly the most ready for playing right away. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he came from a pro style. Um, he has the best arm in the pocket. Um, he would be top of my list of the Bears didn't, if the Bears were in the market for a quarterback. Um, him and Darnold, I think both are 1A, 1B. doesn't matter, but I would agree with you on that. Yeah. What do you uh... – what are your takes on Josh Allen? Um, Jay Cutler. <laughs> I mean, if he has a Jay Cutler career, that's a year. I'm, you see it? Played in the league for what? 11 years? I mean, he was a starting quarterback in the league. Um, I think he has a higher ceiling than would Jay, but I think your comparison there is similar. Same just, arm, bigger. Um, could be a bust, though. I mean, there's... yeah. I mean, he came out of that game against Iowa when we when he played that first game, and I just was reading with what McShay was saying and everything. I thought he was going to rip Iowa to shreds. He yeah, I thought so he had a 400-yard passing game. Yeah, and, and Iowa made him look silly. I mean, I think he had a couple good throws, and like you could see why the – you can see every game why you know NFL people salivate over him. But I, I mean, think he extended a play for like yeah. 30 seconds at one point too. Correct, yeah. yeah, and I don't know, I mean – he lost, I mean, what, Tanner Gentry was his big wide receiver the year before that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're supposed to make people better, and like you will struggle because they are college quarterbacks. But um, he does have a high ceiling. I mean, you can see that. But he, that would scare me a lot to take him that high and trade up for and give up capital to take someone like that. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just amazing what teams will do to trade up for a quarterback, just hoping that. They, they will be something. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, Mel Kuyper is, like, set that Josh Allen's going number one. He seems <laughs> to know what he's doing most of the time, even though he is kind of an idiot at times. I just, like, if, you, 
Yeah, he is a nut. Ta 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 ta. He's also um, supposed to retire. So he's supposed to retire. Did you remember? So he made a bet, and it's been over Twitter, so we remember it. So remember when Jimmy Clausen and whoever came out with Clausen, there were two quarterbacks that came out. Yeah. Fuck. Who was it? in eight years and it's the eight year like anniversary of that happening <laughs> so he's supposed to like not do the draft telecast anymore because Jimmy Clausen didn't go number one and Jimmy Clausen was a bust Jimmy Clausen sucked and as an Dame fan that was just terrible to see because he was truly terrible he was not good at all he was yeah just poor. google that you'll find a m- bunch of things I'll have to look into that uh, yeah. I mean he seems to like ah uh, fuck the Cubs just lost he seems to like know what he's talking about I, I mean, I guess it, him being like dead set on Allen going number one. Like, I don't know how much like water that holds. I mean, it's just kind of. It sounds a lot like his opinion, based on like just the fact that Allen's like a huge prospect. I mean, yeah. If I was the Browns, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Allen number one. Definitely all the talent in the world, but a lot of questions going into how good he'll actually be as an NFL quarterback. And I, I mean, I wouldn't even want to take the comparison to Jay Cutler. Like, it just. I personally don't think Jay Culler had a good career. Sure, he played 11 years, but, like, was he ever, like, great? No, not at all. Um, I know, Will, you, you're a bigger Jay Culler fan than I am. Um, so the, the The other day, Colin Coward said that Sam Darnold's ceiling is Brett Favre and his floor is Andrew Luck. How fucking absurd, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> how fucking absurd Wait, is that? What? what? How does that make sense? How, how does that make sense? So, oh, he's either going to be a Hall of Famer or a potential Hall of Famer. Okay. Hey, good for Sam Darnold, man. Got Colin Coward saying that about you? Jeez. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have listened. Colin, Colin, you think Andrew Luck's going to be a potential Hall of Famer? I think if his, I think if he comes back and plays and that shoulder isn't, that shoulder does not stop him from playing, then yeah, Andrew Luck will eventually go to the Hall of Fame. That dude's a fucking stud. He is a stud, but have you seen those stats where they, on him about how many picks he has, he should have thrown based on it's a lot of picks. Yeah, it's like it's like the passes that should be intercepted based on like an expected throws and completions. Like the real stats versus what he should have thrown. He does throw a lot of interceptions. Because James Winston and him are very comparable. I think Andrew Luck's a lot better than James Winston. Shoulder's not right. Yeah. Yeah, his shoulder is fucked up and uh Yeah. I don't know, man. I, like if he comes back healthy, like to me. I just think comparing a guy who was not nearly as good of a prospect as him coming out, and Andrew Luck, by all measures, has had a, a very good career early on, apart from injuries, mm-hmm. to saying that that's his floor is so bold. But if you pay attention to Colin Coward at all, he is like the conductor of the Sam Darnold hype train. He fucking loves that guy. And that's because he works in the L.A. market. Like He's a syndicated well, yeah, radio yeah. show, but they're in L.A., and he's just all over USC's dick all the time. Key. Of course, of course. It's, it's Colin Coward. It is what it is. Yeah, Take it with a grain of salt. What? Uh, where do you guys think Josh Jackson will go? Like, do you have any inch? If the Bears were to trade down and maybe get a a late first with someone who traded up, would you want to see jo- them taking Josh Jackson there? Do you think Josh Jackson's worthy of a first round pick? Oh, I think so. I think. He's kind of fell in a lot of mock drafts and stuff that I've seen lately. Yeah, um, he's not. Yeah. He, he's not I mean, high I a lot. I mean, what he, he ran a 4.5, but which isn't like he's got. It's not bad. No, I mean, his split. I mean, his shuttles and that were fine. Um, he's got just traits and instincts that you can't teach. Um, I mean, I think he goes in the middle of the first round. I don't think he gets past. I mean, look at the people, but like. But the Seahawks are like eighteen or nineteen. Like I don't think he gets past there. Yeah, that's um, a good point. I, I think he might be a dude that that does fall out of the first round, but there's literally no reason for it. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it could just be because his quarterbacks keep pushing up. And um, the the draft is funny too because remember a couple of years ago when there wasn't wasn't a lot of wide receivers that were first rounders, and then the Texans took Will Fuller and then there were like four straight wide receivers taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's always a run on something. Yeah. So, there is always a run on something. So, I mean, he could be, he, he could be a guy that just like, not that there's a lot of good wide receivers here, but in the back end of the first round, there's, there's Corbin Sutton, there's Ridley, there's, um, uh, DJ Chark, there's 
all these guys that are okay, but if yeah. someone drafts one and then, you know, teams okay. are going to be like, oh, crap, we need one, you know, they're not going to be there when we get there. So that should be an example of how he, someone like him or um, could fall. And I personally don't think he should or will, but I could see a situation where he does. I could see Minnesota taking yeah, him so. late in the first round. I've seen that in mocks, and that makes a lot of sense to pair with uh, – Xavier Rhodes, Trey Wayne's kind of sucks, and they're he nickel. does suck. They're nickel. He's just hurt all the time. Yeah, dude, Trey Wayne's got exposed, fucking exposed against the Eagles in that NFC Championship game. Yeah, <sighs> Nick Foles doing it too, so he's got to be careful. Yeah. All right, boys. Any uh, any any parting thoughts on the NFL draft? Any player that you think is going to slip? Will any play play that you think is going to like? Have like a draft day debacle. One bold prediction from each of us. Whew. All right. Um. I keep seeing it, but for some reason, I think Rosen falls to like outside of the top ten, and I don't know why. But for some reason, I don't know why either. People keep having him like anywhere from ten to fifteen, which blows up. If he goes to the Dolphins at eleven, who have already wanted to trade up, or if the like the Bills don't even have to end up trading up and he falls from twelve, um, I can see that happening, and that that might be one of my bold predictions: him falling for some odd reason. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It seems to be semi likely. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, and that's what makes it bold. I don't know how like a guy with that type of arm talent falls out of the top five, but that's that's good. Um, I think for my bold prediction, I'll go like the opposite side of the coin on what you're saying. I think the Giants all along. I've said the Giants should take Saquon Barkley. A lot of mock drafts have them taking Saquon Barkley. Um, they've been under new new GM last year, right, or new GM this year. Um, this year, Gettleman. Right. I think Gettleman likes what he has with Eli at the moment, but knows he doesn't have that forever and doesn't want to pass up on uh, a guy he thinks will be there forever or be there for the next, not forever, but the next 10 years. And I think Rosen goes second to the Giants. Hmm, okay. I think that's my bold prediction. And, okay. then we, and then we, and then we thus, then with that being, with that happening, we see Darnold one, Rosen two, Mayfield three to the Jets. So the first three picks are quarterbacks. And then the then the Browns take Barkley four, and the Broncos stay at five and get Bradley Chubb. God, Chubb and Von Miller—that's terrifying. Yeah, it is. That's my bold prediction. Rosen two to the Giants. Wow. All right, that's a good that's a good prediction. Uh, I'm going to make mine real bold. Probably not going to happen, but who knows? I think. Mason Rudolph will find his way into the first round somehow. Oh. You can see that? It's my bold, bold, bold prediction. Yeah, I can see that because a lot of times teams trade up to get that fifth-year option on its quarterback, especially good teams. Like, let's say... The Patriots like, could very well take Mason Rudolph. They just could take him. The, nope. the Saints could take him. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh could take him. Because, I mean, I know they, they took, totally could take him. Yeah, took, I know they took Dodd last year, but that's a fifth round pick. I mean, they're in Pittsburgh's pretty set a lot of places, so there's no reason not to at least if if you have that, like you have Big Ben or Drew Brees for two or three years, get that fifth year option on on him and be able to control your quarterback on a cost on a cheap cost for an extra year. I mean, it's the most expensive position for a reason, so very well could see that. The Chargers could even think about taking a quarterback. Who knows? Very much good. Okay. That's my bold prediction. I'll do one more. <laughs> All right. Hot could, take season. Couldn't you see Lamar Jackson going in the top ten? No. Uh, oh, if – A team trades up. So, right. So let's say what, what you said went. So let's say top three were quarterbacks. I think that's when I, you know, I just brought up a run on something. If they, if they go one, two, three quarterback, um, then the bills could get scared that the Broncos will take one at five. So they could realistically try to go up to four. Right. And take somebody. And if you, if you get four in the top eight, 
someone's going to be like, okay, I need the quarterback. I need to go up. I need to get him. So, right. So what if the Bills trade up four? Happen. What if the Bills trade mm-hmm. up four and then the Dolphins go, shit? Like, there's all these running running quarterbacks happening. We feel like we need to get one. Then what if they trade up to six and take Jackson? No, I, I mean, I think I mean I could see it happening. Right. That's why it's a bold prediction. Very it, dumb. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Not not too far fetched. I don't think. Teams go crazy for getting this guy, and more likely or not, they're going to fail at doing it because it's the hardest position to draft for a reason. Yeah, like remember when the Vikings took Christian Ponder at 12? Oh, God. <laughs> Sickening. <laughs> Sickening. Just a <laughs> terrible pick. Just an asinine pick. Such a bad pick. Uh, oh, God. I had some buddies who were Vikings fans at that time, and they wanted to puke. Oh. I was like, well, have fun. He was so ass for like four years. Yeah, but then... He was so bad. He pulled that game out of his ass against the Packers and beat him in the Bears the playoffs. Stupid Christian Ponder. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, fuck Christian Ponder. And his, wife's, and his wife sucks. She sucks. <laughs> She's the worst. She's the fucking worst. <laughs> I don't have my own TV show. I'm going to get Barstool Van Talk ruined. Fuck you, Sam Ponder. Definitely... Definitely pretty hot, though. Oh, yeah, yeah she's, pretty, she's pretty attractive. Whatever. Besides the <laughs> fact. Yeah. <laughs> Besides it. Whatever. Fuck her. All right, boys. Yeah. Um, Will, thanks for coming on. Be sorry. Yeah, man, thanks as, for having me. as always, another another good pod. Um, yeah, thanks, Will. Big day tomorrow. I'm sure we'll all be texting about uh, what the Bears do, and hopefully it doesn't turn into – me drinking excessively and tweeting at the Bears eight separate times, telling them how they basically ruined my life because they took Mitch Trubisky. Um, but we'll you see. Go. We got. I, I guess right now I have to have faith in Ryan Pace with the offseason we've had. But, gentlemen, again, thanks. And listeners, we'll see you later. So I jump ship in Hong Kong. And I make my way over to Tibet. And I get on as a looper at a course over there in Himalayas. A looper? A looper. You know, a caddy, a looper. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro Jack. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama himself. The 12th son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, bald. Striking. So I'm on a first tee with him. I give him the driver. He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter, the Lama. Long into a 10,000-foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lama says? No. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Lagunga. So we finish 18, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know? And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice.